Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I'm ready to go. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you need for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. Happy to be joined on a special edition of the Peter King Podcast by Taylor Heineke, quarterback of Washington, uh, who had one of the most interesting quarterback duels in NFL history. And that was Tom Brady versus Taylor Heineke in the NFC wildcard game Saturday night. And Taylor, I just wanted to know, as we talk now on Sunday late morning, have you begun have you begun to come down from what was what must have been an incredible experience? Yeah, um actually I haven't been able to to look back on it at all. I'm I'm, I'm running on fumes right now. Um uh, you know, with that shoulder injury last night, didn't get much sleep, so um actually looking forward to going taking a nap after this, but uh but again, when I wake up and and, and maybe in a week or so and I look back at, you know, what transpired over the last month. Um, it's definitely something to be proud about. It's definitely something my dad would be proud proud of me about. And, um, you know, it's it's one of the things you just keep this ball rolling. Um, I've been on the other side. I've I've been in the real world. I've been taking classes, at, you know, and, you know, that's great and all, but it's not as fun as playing ball. And, uh, you know, I'm just I'm glad I was here. What would you have said if two months ago, two months ago you were not – on this team, correct? Correct. Yeah. So two months ago, you're taking classes at Old Dominion, right? Yep. Yeah. What would you have said two months ago if I said, you're going to battle toe-to-toe, go wire-to-wire, and at one point late in the game, Tom Brady is going to look at the camera after a play you made and say, unbelievable. <laughs> what, would you, what would you say if, if I told you that two months ago? i say you're out of your mind. Uh, you know it's again it's been a crazy year 2020 has and um you know it's it just speaks volumes of what you know hard work determination and and you know all that stuff you keep keep doing it stay on the grind and, and you know keep your dreams alive you know great things can happen so again you know i just i credit all the all the people that were close to me um kept on pushing me and believing in me and again you know it's it was something pretty special that happened last night can you just talk a little bit about the atmosphere in this game uh, on Saturday night in Washington? Because even though it's not an atmosphere with 70,000 fans, it really seemed electric. And I'm just watching it on TV. Describe what it was like on the field, on the sidelines, looking over. There's Brady. There's you know, there's the Tampa Bay high-powered Buccaneers, and here you are. You're pressed into service for the injured Alex Smith. Take me onto the field and tell me what it was like. 
Yeah, well, I kind of take you even further back, you know, um, after we won the division, you know, there's a lot of speculation, like, you know, Washington doesn't deserve this, um, they have no shot, you know, this, this, and that. And, uh, you know, our whole team saw that on the Monday um, after we won the division, and uh, that's all we needed to see. And, you know, we, we prepared really, really hard throughout the week, um, and, you know, we went into the game almost thinking that we had nothing to lose. You know, everyone was picking the bucks. Um, you know, our we we had nothing to lose, so we went out there to hang out and um, we went out there and I thought we did a pretty good job. But again, um, we knew it was the playoffs, and you know when Brady's on the other side, you got to bring your A game if you want to win. So uh, we went out there and and we we battled uh, again, just, just fell up a little short. Uh, when did you know you were going to play, and what was Alex Smith like in the last few days with you? Um, Ron Rivera told me, so what, we played Saturday night. He told me Friday after our walkthrough um, that I would be starting. And um, to Alex's question, I mean, that guy has done nothing but help me ever since I got here, since day one. And uh, I think that just speaks volumes of his character. Um I mean, the guy has been in the league for 16 years. Obviously, he battled that crazy injury, and then he goes on to win you know, five games. Um, you know, pretty much has proven everyone wrong. And, you know, for him to take time and help me, Steven Montez, you know, Dwayne when he was here, and um, it just speaks volumes to him. You know, he would, he would delay treatments just to be in quarterback meeting rooms with us to make sure we knew our stuff. And, um, you know, he was a big part of, of – my success last night. It's so interesting. Uh, Alex Smith is, uh, if you ask, and I once asked Patrick Mahomes' father and uh, about what Alex Smith had done for uh, Patrick in his rookie year, and he said what Alex Smith did for Patrick, Patrick can never repay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing a lot of times when you think about it, to hear about how unselfish he is with somebody who's basically he's training to take his job. <laughs> I've always found that really interesting about Alex Smith and sort of what a good not not only what a good human being he is, but what a good teammate he is. Yeah, um you know he he doesn't have an ego. Um he is strictly here to win games, whether it's him playing or you know him helping the other guy play. And I think that's so rare. Um, you know, the guy strictly just wants to win games and, and keep playing. And, um, again, you know, we, we can't say enough good words about him. Uh, the guy's, the guy's an amazing guy. He's an inspiration to all of us. And, uh, hopefully he sticks around for a little bit. Okay. So let's go to the third quarter of this game. Uh, you guys are down 18 to 10 late in the third quarter. You're driving, you've taken the team, uh, from your own 39-yard line uh, down to the 8-yard line of Tampa. 18-10, to 10, need a touchdown, got to go head-to-head with Brady. And so you run around left end, and I want you to take me into that run where you stretched for the pylon. Yeah, so we had a play call where the – um, our halfback just free released the flats, and he was our first read, and they covered him up pretty well. And then we had a drag coming to replace him, and he was covered. And um, and then our, my last read on that was 
a little dig route behind all those things with Logan, and uh, they covered that well too. So, um, you know, I figured I, I needed to make a play. Uh, the defensive line was actually doing a great job of containing me in the pocket, and um, I just kind of wiggled around back there and found a hole. And then once I uh, kind of got through, um, I saw I saw that pylon, and I just made a beeline for it. And um, you know, <laughs> I don't know how I got to that. I saw I seen a video. Um, of the dive, and I I didn't know I I dove from the four yard line, so uh, that was pretty cool. But um, again, you know that that was that was one of those things I just wanted to go go get. I knew our team needed it. Um, I think it would have been a huge. I thought it was going to be a huge spark for our team. And um, again, I'll I'll never forget that. When you when you started your dive for the pylon, did you have a good feeling that you were going to be able to touch the pylon with the football, or how did it feel to you, the impossible dream or real? Well, my biggest thing was that don't get hit. So uh, when those guys were closing in, I was like, okay, um, I'm either going to die for this pylon and get it and not get hit, or I'm going to land out of bounds and, you know, miss it. So that was my that was my thought process, just get as close to the goal line as I can. Um, and when I was in the air, I just – I felt like I could reach and get it, and uh, sure enough, I did. Unfortunately, that's when I hurt my hurt my shoulder, but um, at least it came on a on a pretty cool play, and not like a sack or something. Um, so you hurt your shoulder in the next series. You come out. Uh, Tampa Bay drives to get a field goal to go up twenty one sixteen, and you come out, and from the start, you could tell there was something wrong with you. Your left arm was just sort of hanging like it was like it was just limp, like it was useless. And you guys go three and out and you go to the sidelines and what are you thinking right then? Well I knew after the that touchdown run there was something wrong. I felt something click or pop. Um and then when I came to the sideline I took my helmet off and just held it in my left hand and that was, you know, it was pretty bad pain. So I knew there was something wrong there. I talked to the doctors and so then we went inside, um, they looked at it, um, you know, gave me a little ibuprofen and got back out there and, and, and got back into it, you know, put a little padding and a little tape on there to stabilize it. Felt a lot better. And, um, and unfortunately I got back, back out just in time to get when the offense got the ball. Yeah. So there's nine minutes and 11 seconds left. You come out there. Are you in a lot of pain at that time or is it manageable? It's manageable at that point. Um, I thought the doctors did a great job of, you know, taping me pretty good, put some padding under my my shoulder pads, and um, you know, I felt I felt pretty good at that point. Yeah, you made a couple of throws on this drive that I thought I thought the best one was your second and nine at the Tampa twenty-seven. Now at the time, you guys are down twenty-eight sixteen. You have to score a touchdown right here, mm-hmm. and so you're down twenty-eight sixteen. It's second and nine at the Tampa 27. And McLaurin runs what look from the right side, what looks to be sort of a deep uh, in-cut, okay? Mm-hmm. And you've got, I think, Levante David in front of him and two DBs behind him, and yet you chose McLaurin to throw the ball to. Take mm-hmm. me into that play. Yeah, so it's just part of our read. Um He's, he's, he was my first read on that play, but that deep end cut, and um, and I felt like there was a big hole there. Um, you know, there, obviously there was a linebacker right there in front and some DBs in the back, but Scott Turner always does a good job, you know, through training camp and 
and during practices he gets a net out and you know that's why we practice those throws um because those guys are open in the NFL if, if you know you don't really get many many open shots like that so we have to take advantage of them so um you know that's where the drill came in and uh again that's just a product of of Scott coaching us really well and um you know just ex- executing I once asked Tom Brady about a throw he made in the Super Bowl against Atlanta where he threw this ball to Chris Hogan, who was just a new free agent that particular year. Uh, This is an overtime against Atlanta, and it was a classic back shoulder throw that uh, Chris Hogan turned around for, and the DB just kept going. And it it looked so easy, and I said, you made that look so easy. How how did you do that? And he said, 122 practices. Mm Mm-hmm. And it struck when I saw that play, I said, you know, it's impossible if they just got you into camp last week that you could have made that play. Yeah. Well, um, again, I've been I've been with Scott for three to four years in the past, you know. And right. He's been doing these drills for, for the longest time. And even when I wasn't on a team this year, when I was training at home, um, I would practice those throws just in case. You know, I got I got another shot, and again, you know, that's just, you know, that's how this kind of business works. Sometimes, you know, you kind of get in and out, and you just keep grinding, trying to trying to get back in. But again, you know, that that throw was was purely based on on practice and on, on those drills. So again, you know, um, if if you asked me to make that throw in college, there's no way I could have. Yeah, that's so. That's really really interesting. I think, and it speaks to you know, what happens in the course of a football game. You know, the team, you know, without Scott Turner and without having practiced that play, you know, 300 times, you probably don't complete that last night, and we don't have the drama that we had. But anyway, now, third and 10 at Tampa 11, a couple of completions in a row, five minutes to go, and now uh, I need to know exactly the description of Steven Sims uh, touchdown pass in the corner. What were you thinking? What was your read on that play? Yeah, so we actually had a little uh, double move with Logan Thomas. You know, they were running a lot of too high kind of cover four like quarters, and we wanted to take advantage of uh, Logan on a linebacker. So we thought we would kind of just run at the linebacker, kind of give him a little shake, and then try and get on top so I can give him a high ball. And when I was looking at it, the, the safety actually went to go double Logan. So I knew I had a one-on-one out, out there outside with, with Steven. And um, I love the way Steven runs his routes. He's very violent at the top, um, and he's got some good speed on him. So I knew if I could just lay it out in the back corner of the, of the end zone, he could run out there and get it. And, uh, I, you know, we connected perfectly, which is which is really cool because, again, you know, we – with very minimal reps of these guys, um, I thought we did a, a pretty damn good job last night. So Steven Sims on that play, is he the first guy you're looking for? Uh, he's, again, he's kind of the second guy. Um, that, that's the kind of a play where there's a bunch of different reads based on the different looks that you get from the defense. Um, you know, if I got cover zero, I would have gone somewhere else. If I got the straight press man, I would probably would have gone somewhere else. Um so again, it's one of those things where it's a play that has answers for almost every defense that they were going to run in the red zone. So uh, I would say Logan was the first read. Once I saw him get doubled immediately, that's when I, I popped my eyes back to him. 
in that moment, you're dropping a ball into what is a, it doesn't look like the tightest of windows, but there's only one place that you can throw the ball, and it can't be more than, say, a foot off almost in any direction. As you look back on that throw, which traveled about 24 yards in the air and then all the way to the other side of the field, uh, what do you think of that throw? Uh, it's just a product of timing. Um, again, uh, sorry. Um, that's, that's just a product of timing and, and practice. Um, if, I, if I waited a half second later, um, it would have been incomplete or maybe even picked off. So that was just trusting my feet. Um, and letting the ball go and let, letting Stephen go get it. Um, again, you know, that's, that's where the trust factor comes in and, and just playing the playbook, playing, playing your fundamentals and uh, sticking to it. On Twitter, right after that play happened, a tweet by Patrick Mahomes that, as of this moment, uh, 12 hours later, has 162,488 likes. And it says... Regardless of the outcome, what a great game by Heineke. That's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. Um, again, it's it's kind of weird saying that because the guy's younger than me. But, <laughs> but, you know, but the dude is, you know, he's, he's a top top five quarterback in the league, if not, you know, the, the best quarterback in the league. And, um, again, for him to be watching and, and for him to say that, uh, it means a lot to me and, it's it's pretty damn cool. It's got to make all of the you know you read your your bio, which has been going on in five years. You have been knocking at the door, pounding at the door, rapping at the door, getting sent home, getting to the XFL, and not even playing in the XFL. So I have to imagine that part of you is is saying this morning, man, I can do this. Yeah, uh, that 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 process has been so, sometimes discouraging. Um, at the same time, you know, I didn't want my last football to be, you know, tear my tricep for the Carolina Panthers and losing to Atlanta. You know, I I couldn't deal with that. I, I didn't want that to be my last memory of playing ball. So you know, I yeah. just kept on chasing my dreams. And again, XFL uh, that was a great experience to get to play, but um, you know, I kind of learned a lot there about myself and uh again just kept on grinding throughout the throughout the off season while I was taking classes and and here we are, you know. Um what did you what what did you learn about yourself in uh in the twenty twenty XFL? I guess it was about season was about five weeks long or whatever it was. But what did you learn about yourself? You know, you go back and look about look at all the, the three to four years I was in the league and you kinda take advantage of it, you know, you kinda you kind of think that's that's normal life and it's going to last for a good bit. And then once you're out, um, you know, you're thrown in the real world and it's it's just different. You know, it, you don't get to be in a locker room full of guys, um, you know, with the, with those relationships and, and just going out there and grinding with the guys. There's nothing like it. And there's nothing like playing this game and, shoot, getting paid for it. Um, you know, so when I was sitting back and just looking about, looking at, my, my previous years and what what I could have done better to uh, to stay in. Um, I just learned a lot, you know. You know, I, ne- I needed to work a little bit harder. I needed to uh, focus a little bit more. Um, anything, just that one percent I could do to get better. That that might have been the one percent that 
got me out of the league. So, again, you know, I just started taking every day like it was my last day playing, and, uh, you know, it's worked out pretty well for me. At the theater, more than the movies come to life, movie lovers march in and skip the line with digital tickets to the latest movies on the free Fandango app, ready to grab some snacks. Pick me! And head to the best seats in the house for a night of romance, terror, and quality family screen time. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. The Premier League is built on hope. The hope of discovering a new star. It doesn't take long, but Darwin Nunez to make an impression. The hope of rewriting history. of continuing a dynasty. Unstoppable week after week. This is the Premier League on NBC, USA and Peacock. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a world record again. Gold for the United States. Unbelievable. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics, Friday, July 26th on NBC and Peacock. Where did you work out? Uh, so the, the XFL dies on April 10. We're in the middle of a pandemic. So where do you go then and where are you working out? And what are you doing? So I go back to Atlanta, um, and I've been working out with this trainer for since I was a sophomore in high school. Uh, his name is Earl Williams, and his gym is you're called from, you're from You're from Suwannee, right? Yes, yes. Okay. And um, so I've been, I've been working out with him for the longest time. And, again, you know, he had a great high school career, had a great college career, and shoot, I made it to the NFL. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to stick with this guy. He's got me this far. Um, and then we added another tool with Joel Seidman, um, who's, a, who's a weight training coach, and he's really kind of – Help me with all my stability stuff, whether it's my shoulders, uh, ankles, knees, stuff like that. And he's got me super strong and and pretty durable. Um, obviously not last night, but um, but throughout the years, uh, he's done a great job. So I was I was down there working with them too. And so you get called early in December by Washington to come up and be on the practice squad, right? Yes. Yeah. That was mostly, I guess, Scott Turner related because you had known him so well in your previous stops. Yep, yep. Um, again, you know, I think he felt comfortable with me coming in because I pretty much knew the playbook already. Um, there was not, not going to be a hiccup there, you know, a, a time process to, for a guy to learn it. So, um, you know, I, I think it worked out well for both of us. A little known fact in your life, you spent two weeks I believe, on the New England Patriots practice squad in 2017. Is that right? Yeah, three weeks, actually. But yeah. Three weeks. Okay, so so Tom Brady wasn't a total stranger to you, right? No, uh, I just don't think uh, he remembered me much. <laughs> <laughs> um, after the game last night, uh, TV cameras showed you sort of tapping Brady on the shoulder, and then he had a little conversation with you. What was that like, and what did he say to you? Uh, yeah, it's, you know, 
it's always really cool when you're when you're talking to a you know a future Hall of Famer um, and probably the best quarterback to ever play the game. Um, it, it's a it's a neat experience. Um, and he just told me I played a hell of a game. Um, showed a lot of grit out there and uh, just to keep working. And um, again, you know, for for that to come from him, um, it's it's pretty neat. And uh, not not a lot of people get to experience that. It's honestly a little bit like Rocky against Apollo Creed. <laughs> yeah, we kind of we kind of said it was David David versus Goliath this week, so it was you know kind of similar. I guess the last thing I would ask you is, what do you think this means for your future? Um, you know, hopefully it means that um, you know I've kind of proven myself that you know I I belong I belong in this league and I can play in this league. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, again, you know, I'm going to keep, keep working out, keep, keep grinding and, um, and hopefully, hopefully be back here. I really want to be here in Washington. I love Ron. I love Scott. I love these group of guys. Um, so I'd love to be back here, but if not, unfortunately, then, uh, hopefully I get a, a shot elsewhere. Well, Taylor Heineke, after, uh, really, you know, before we started this, I said, you know, this is really the reason why we watch sports. To see Taylor Heineke walk in there with nobody giving him a prayer against the great Brady and to battle toe-to-toe in a 15-round fight and, uh, you know, to give the Bucks everything uh, everything they'd want. But uh, it was just a great sporting event and a great performance by you and uh, really you should be extremely proud of yourself. Thank you, Peter. I appreciate that.